What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Meet the Critters. We are on episode 40. I'm Kyle. I'm Joe. <laughs> and we are back. So we were originally going to have Cruz on tonight, um, but he had some family stuff come up. So we're like, hell yeah, man, take care of that first for sure. And we'll get him back on. So we're just going to kind of do just an update episode, what's going on with us, and then kind of get into the struggles of a farmer trying to figure out the internet. <laughs> and yeah. do all this content stuff. So, Joe, how's your week been? <laughs> a disaster. I mean, it, right. for what has all happened, it, it's not horrible, but definitely could have been worse, but it's just been tiresome. Yeah. How about yours? Ah, it's been all right. We've been running around all week. We had like an inch of snow. And I had to go out and scrape the roads yesterday with the kids. So that was fun. And then just kind of patching stuff up around here. We've gone from like 60 degrees down to like, I think now it's 17 out. So it's everything's just had a chance to melt and then refreeze. So it's awful. Changing waters and all the fun stuff. Yeah, we got, I got to call the guy to plow the driveway here at the shop. I mean, you know, I haven't been here for the last over 24 hours so um yeah but we got probably six or eight inches i mean that's not horrible but just got to get stuff cleaned up not being here kind of is putting me behind on things so yeah i know we definitely have more coming but it's like it always feels like this is time of year where it's just like now it's just cold like for some reason april up here is just like it is just freakishly cold uh (laughs) Did you try to pop it up too? A gecko, Kyle, did you line your horns up on purpose? I absolutely did. It took me about a good 10 minutes of adjusting and sitting and trying to figure out like where to actually sit. Even still, I have to lean forward for it to really like work. (laughs) Because if I sit back, it's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) We got a Highland cross that I just did for my business partner. Yeah. Um, I asked him if he wanted the skull. He's like, no, he's like, if you want it, go ahead. So we're going to um, have that cleaned and I'm going to give it to Gage for his birthday. He's been wanting a skull in his bedroom hung up. So nice. Those are easy enough to do. Yeah, I just I don't have the time right now. I think I'm just going to. You don't have tonight. time. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, she's yelled at you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I forgot that he'd be watching. I don't know how I forgot that, but yeah, but no, those are, those are, those are good skulls. I went to a buddy's house and worked out the other day and I forgot I had given him one of them. And it was like a, probably like a 12 year old Highland. So it's like mm-hmm. the horns were super thick. And that was when I was um, sand, sanding them down and like really getting a good polish on them. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was fun making these. Like this thing was, I mean, it wasn't fun making it. They were usually awful because you're just mm-hmm. covered in oxygen and brains and everything yep. else. Like that sucks. And I was doing it year round. So it would be like this time of year. And I'd have two burners going over a hundred gallon water, like water trough with like three Scottish Highland skulls in it. It's like these things are a pain in the ass, like to the grave, like even past the grave. These things are a pain in the ass. <clears throat> when my uh, outdoor fridge takes a crap, I'm highly considering setting up one of those uh, beetle pens in it. Um, 
Yeah, I keep going back and forth on that because I have had more. I've ha- I've actually had farms that I used to do a bunch of work for who I've stopped, obviously. Yeah, reaching back out and like, hey, we haven't been able to find us anyone to do this. Would you consider doing it again? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I really don't want to. And part of me wants to be like, well, if I'm going to be doing that, I'd like a share of your business if possible. Mm-hmm. I know some of them are hard because they're in mass, but it's like, and they're highlands. So there's also a part of me that's like, I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. But we'll see. But I, I was like this close to getting Beatles. And then I was just like, I'm already that weird guy in town that boy that is boiling and pressure washing skulls in his driveway. I don't also need to be the weird guy in town that is not only still doing that, but now has a, a deep freezer full of flesh eating beetles in his garage. Yeah. Like you gotta get rid of body somehow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> why we got the pigs. Yep. But uh yeah, we I might just get a hold of the guy that's been doing them the deer for me. Um, I went to school with him and I reached out cause I didn't have anyone lined up. So he's been looking to partner with a processor and I really don't have the extra time to do the boiling and stuff. No. Um, I heard the Beatles do a pretty good job on them. I haven't personally seen any that's been actually done by Beatles, but I thought I'd give it a try, but yeah, it's I a pro- I mean, it's, it's a process. Like it's easy, but it's an easy process to do it. There's not a ton of work that goes into it. It's just gross. Like, um, the one thing I have heard about the Beatles is like, if you're doing a pig skull or like a coyote skull or stuff like that, you should still do, I soak mine in acetone mm-hmm. because it pushes the acetone is much thinner. So it pushes into the pores of the skull and pushes all pushes the fat the out. So like pigs, coyotes, bears, anything mm-hmm. that has like heavy fat, the bones also hold a ton of fat i know you know Mm -hmm. this i'm also just tossing it out yeah so when you put a skull like that in acetone like i said it just seeps in pushes everything out and then i usually do another whitening bath on top of that so that when you pull it out it's like super clean you don't have to worry about in six months dust sitting on it because grease is pushed up through what do you use for a whitener on your skulls when you're i use um it's like a pool peroxide i bought it at ocean state job lot like because i mean i've been out of skulls for probably three or four years now but like when i was heavy in it i was buying it there all the time and it was like it's the stuff that like you pull it out of the box and it's in a separate plastic bag (laughs) like do not get this on your hands naturally got it on my hands every single time and it burns really really bad but I would cut it with water. So if I had like one of those big stock pots, it would be, or like say one of those galvanized 30 gallon wash tubs. That's what I use a lot too. I would use one gallon of that and fill the rest of it with water to the point it was right over the top of the skull. Yep. Boil it to the, or get it to a boil, then drop it down to a simmer. And then let it if for a cow skull i'd let it sit in there for like 20 15 20 minutes deer skulls literally as soon as it gets to a boil pull it out because those things are way too fragile to be in that for so long yeah that's what hair, i use um, yeah hair salon peroxide essentially anything that's a 40 percent peroxide yeah 
Yeah. Will yeah, that's what I use. That's what I was wondering. But I like that because I didn't have to have the boil going. Right. Like as soon as I had it all cleaned and I thought it was good, I'd let the scald dry, air dry, usually over a my heater or whatever. Right. And then uh, I'd put the developer on there because it was thick. So it'd stay on there. I just put set it down in a bowl right. close to the heater. And then depending on how white they wanted, I had a couple people that wanted more of a natural look. So I only did right. one coat of it, wiped it off the access, you know, and it turned, it worked pretty good. I, but I was like, listen to see what other people are using. For me, it was always easier because I was doing so many like Scottish Highlands, Longhorns, mm -hmm. Bison, like stuff like that, where they're huge. And I'm like, I don't want to be just painting this stuff on all the time. Like I would much rather toss it in the pot, let it go. Because like, ugh, I just think back on it with such like, I don't want to do that again, but I might have to kind of thing of just like, I remember at one point it being like this time of year doing a bunch of Scottish Highlands and it being like 19 degrees out. It gets dark at four. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have time to get stuff done that I needed to. And like, I would have to do this multiple times because it's, you don't want to boil a skull not finish it and let it dry out, then reboil it because it just brittles everything. So I would have to have, I would have to empty the pot, like the hundred gallon metal trough that I was boiling them all in, empty that out, wash it out, refill it up about a third of the way, put all the skulls back in with a livestock waterer so that it didn't freeze in the shop so that I knew that they weren't going to go. And then I, the, the one particular time I'm thinking of, I forgot to plug it in. I put the waterer in, didn't plug it into the wall, came back three days later, and all three skulls are just in an, just an ice cube. And I'm just staring at them just like, I said these are going to be done like this week. And now I have like go, oh, it was, yeah. Just the fun times, all the jigsaw puzzles. Like, I do enjoy it though. As much as I'm complaining about it, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I I did it. Um, I started doing it just because I I was interested in learning how to do it. Yeah. I a guy got a pretty nice eight point buck. One of my friends, and I I just started processing deer for him, and he's like, just cut the antlers off for me. Then I got looking at it. I'm like, that's a pretty nice bucket. So I messed yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. I was like. Hey, do you care if I play around with trying to do a Euro mount on this? I said, I've never done it before. If, if I ruin the skull, at least you still have the antlers. That's what you wanted anyway. He's like, yeah, go for it. And I didn't even charge anybody for the first, like, oh. That's how I it happens. That's how it happens. You're just yeah. like, let me just play around with it. Because, again, yeah. it's not one of those things that's just lying around. Like, you need usually you need somebody else's stuff in yeah. order to do it. Like, that's how I got into butchering. Like, I've told the story a thousand times, but mm -hmm. it's like, I can't tell you how many free deer I cut up because I just wanted the opportunity to do it. But you got some you got some bacon seeds walking around now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danae woke up this morning to uh, some piglets, finally. Um, <laughs> we ended up with, there was uh, three dead ones and seven alive. Mm -hmm. I counted for sure there's three gilts that are alive. I when I get back home, I'm going to see if more came out to nurse. Right. Um, one looks like it possibly got stepped on. I haven't for, for, like actually been in there. I got home just a couple hours ago. Um, I was trying to rush around, get chores done. The cows got loose. We get up to the 
cabin to do our pig chores and do the rabbits and um there's tracks all over i'm like oh great I, at first i thought the pigs had got loose the breeding uh group up there and then oh. we got out and they're like no those are cow tracks i look over and they knocked the gate down i'm not sure how it looked like the one wires broke so had it luckily the cows are trained pretty well most of them are already back in the pasture it's just a couple of the calves i had oh to chase the one steer around because he was too stupid to get back in the fence after mm-hmm. so not really chase him around but i had to get him to guide and follow me through the pit because they were out in the pig pasture and you know always it's all the fun stuff happens when you're not around of course yeah that's when it always happens but yeah i'm not sure on the total count on uh boars and gilts right now but there's uh they're they're really they're actually pretty cool there's um one or two uh blue butt looking piglets Mm. i think there's three they look like hampshires that comes from the blue butt genetics because right I'm not sure exactly how many generations if they're blue butt crossed on a blue butt or if they're like Hampshire crossed on a blue butt and they just got mm-hmm. the blue coloring or how their genetics, where they came from. Cause I did not go pick up those pigs from the original farmer, but mm-hmm. there's three that look uh ham. And then there is definitely two that are like a solid white with spotting on a black spotting. Right. Um, which they obviously get that from their dad. So there's one gilt of each color. Those are the three gilts that I did see. Um, The other ones were tucked away in the heated corner because it's, like you said, I think it's only 15 degrees here right now. Right. Um, So they're doing all right, though. It looks like they're good-sized piglets. They're strong and healthy from what I can see. So when I get back over to the house, I'll check on them one more time before I go in, and I'm probably going to crash for the night. Mm. Got, like, two hours of sleep in the last uh, 30-something hours, almost 48 hours so. And that just shows yeah. your dedication to this program. <laughs> Why we love you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I had to make it. <laughs> I'm interested to see if I'm going to get any like banded pigs out of this batch of piglets. Cause the farm I got red from had some um, banded pigs there. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, you got some Hampshire in here too. And he just goes, I don't think so. And I was like, that that yeah you do yeah. i'm it was less of a question and more of a statement yeah and he goes oh that's his brother <laughs> i'm like okay yeah and the like, band is like super predominant i mean i'm getting yeah. them out of well i obviously i got them out of blue butt because they have hampshire blood in them and then i have that hamp blood in those mangalitsa crosses and she's out of both boars she's thrown multiple belted piglets yeah so. so i'll be i'll be interested to see if red has any of that in there because right now i just know he's manga osaba duroc yorkshire yeah. so that wouldn't shock me if they're it's always else. tough buying pigs from a farm especially if they have mixed bred pigs and they bought their breeding stock from somebody else <laughs> exactly it's all like, you're going off word of you know like where i got my mangalitas is they they said there's no hampshire in there well there's got to be somewhere in the lines because it's either both sows, the one that I just processed, that big solid black one, and her sister, they were half sisters or something like that. They both threw belted piglets out of their litter. So well, that's what was cool about this first, like this batch of piglets I have. Well, they're not piglets now, they're six months old, but the batch of pigs I have now that were born here was I knew they were straight Hereford, and mm-hmm. I knew they were straight or manga Asaba, and I know where they came from and everything. So that's what was cool when we did have the piglets and we did have her like pigs with Hereford color swatches, but they were like 
striped like Mangalitsa. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that is cool. Like that's genetics at work right there, kids. So sometimes you look at some of those, like the light gray ones, like I've got a couple with the, the blue button. Yeah. You hope that the stripes would stay, you know, as an adult. Oh my God. That yes. would look pretty cool. I have, I have one that just has one white line. She's a, she's almost, or I think it's a she. She's almost completely brown and black. Mm -hmm. And then she's just got one white yeah, that, like, line. Yeah. It's just like, a, it looks like someone like went up and cut her and it healed white. I don't get it. It's super weird, but I love them. That's a, that's a cool thing about doing the cross genetics. Um, you just never know what you're going to get. And right. that's what I enjoy about it. You get, you get to play around and see that, you know, I enjoy looking out in my pasture and seeing the multiple versions of cattle I have out there and the pigs are all different and the chickens and, you know, we got a couple ducks that are a little bit different color. I, I don't like when you look out and see just solid black or just solid red or whatever in a whole herd. That's not, I, I just got, like I've, having the variety. I've got to get like a good close up video of red, like of just scanning his whole bot because his coloration is nuts. Because if you mm -hmm. look at him from afar, it's just brown pig, like brownish black hairy pig. Yeah. But if you get right up to him, his face is as like, blonde and like red highlights and then as soon as you go down and like look at the rest of his hair it's just red highlights the entire way it's like that's pretty crazy and it's not like a oh it's kind of like a darkish darkish red it's like fucking red i'm 18 minutes in i can say fuck now it's red <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i that one picture you sent uh, when you were first looking at him before you picked him up, you could definitely tell he had that red coloration in him. Yeah. So. so we'll see. I'm proud of myself. I wrote down, I've written down every single time I've seen him mount this year. So I will know that if everything yeah. goes to plan with the pig gods and he got him bred that first day that he was going to town yep. right around May 22nd. I've seen him, I've only seen him mount Fiona once since then, but she was just, she was blatantly distracted by wood chips mm -hmm. and was just like, oh, this is great. And he took, that was the TikTok that went viral. We'll get into that in a bit, but like I took a video of Red just going to town, but um, you can even see it in the video. She all of a sudden like snaps out of what's going on and just is like, get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. Like I sent you that picture of him. They got yeah. a hold of him. I don't know what happened, but I went yeah, out. He looked pretty beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I went out to check on him and he wasn't in the main, main shelter. Um, and the gates, the gates just frozen open at this point to the like back of that main paddock. Yep. So I walk out and he has, I don't know if he did it or one of the other pigs did it. They pushed up the electric line all the way yeah, up. I can tell on the picture. The, and they were just, he was, just tucked in that corner and i'm like come on get up and he's just kind of looking at me and then i go get some bread and i'm like all right let's kind of coax you up and see what's going on because i can't see anything with you in the corner like this and he reaches out and there's blood coming out of his nose here and then he just starts eating he's like oh cool bread and then i see there's blood in his mouth and i'm like what is going on and it's like from where it was coming from it reminded me of like when you miss a shot on a pig and you yep. end up hitting too close to the nasal cavity and blood, st blood starts coming out of the nose and mouth. Um, 
only you and me understand this. Everyone else is just like, no, we have no idea what that's like. <laughs> um, the people you do, we love you. But yeah. um, that's what it reminded me of. So I'm like, did somebody just like take a pop shot at my pig from the road? Like, what is happening? And then he got up and he was fine. Like he came over and drank and ate and he was doing good walking around. He was in the shelter with him again. And I was outside doing something and I just hear just commotion. And I go over and they're back in the back corner where he was. So I walk on the outside of the fence and peek my head over and tat and like you could tell he was just trying to get in there. And Tally just whipped around and smashed his like skull with her skull and like knocked him down, knocked almost knocked him out. I was like, Jesus, (laughs) but I haven't seen anything since. So I'm like, I'm going to take that as a strong Probably the tally's pregnant. <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, at least there's you don't want a boar that's overly aggressive and he's beating up no. on the girls either. So like yeah. that's a that's why I want to keep my boar at least one more year, uh one more breeding season, depending on uh which direction we go. Like right now, we put out a thing looking seeing who was interested in uh pork and um chicken this year and we haven't had a ton of interest in pork yet, so I think this litter is probably all going to be getting sold. I uh, have a couple that are already spoken for, but I think I'm just going to sell this whole litter. My next two litters are due April, May, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's our plan with these. Like, I'm going to sell half of them yeah. right off the bat just because, like – I want that little bit of little bit of buffer going into next season feeding everybody else. I mean, that's the whole point of keeping breeders at this point because the prices of piglets are at the point now where it's like, I can make money on these. Yeah. Like again, it's the days of $30 piglets are gone. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got some sought after genetics. I'm part of the problem. I am. I'm really part I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Selling mangalitsa piglets. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I only plan on carrying over like 10. Yeah. I'm not even sure if we're going to do any pigs this year at all for people. We, we've considered just taking a step back, doing enough for ourselves this year. Yeah. And getting like a reset year on the farm. We'll keep our breeding stock and keep selling piglets. And then uh, we'll go from there. If we get interest throughout the summer of, Piglets, if we end up with a fall litter or something, maybe we'll just keep them and raise them for our customers. Because um, we did get a little bit later this year. Like, I just processed the last two this year or right. this week um, from last year's batch because they were a little bit smaller. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on that. Uh, I got a lot of content on that. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. I, I spent quite a bit of extra time yesterday working on that. Uh, I weighed out. I split, you know, your three sections off the half. So the front shoulder, the loin and the belly and the ham. And I weighed each one of those with everything on it, the fat and the bone and everything. And then as I broke those down, I got finished weights. And then I did a total weight of meat that you uh, ended up with at the end of the day. So I haven't added up the numbers. Um, right. Because uh, well, that's awesome. Like that's. Yeah. Man, I listen to what you're yeah, doing. For, I listen to what you're doing for content, and I'm like, I'm so lazy. Oh my god, he's doing math <laughs> and everything. Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to put out more 
content that's going to be more helpful. Like I have plenty of content on just my everyday farm stuff. And like you said before, it's winter. You're not, not much is changing. So I'm trying to be more creative and be, you know, trying to put more educational content out there. That was, that was the whole goal of starting the channel anyway. I mean, that's part of what we're talking about today. So. Yeah. Well, that is actually a perfect segue. So we might as well just get into it. (laughs) Um, We're just going to chat about like what we've been, what we've been doing, what we've been trying to figure out. And like, because we, I, we talk about it pretty much every podcast. It comes up like our content comes up in some way, what we're doing, what we're trying to do and stuff like that. But it's, and I feel like when it does come up, we're usually bitching about it. Like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is dumb or whatever. Um, But I know you and me have had this conversation off air too, of just like, we were just dudes. Like, Mm -hmm. I am not tech, tech savvy in any really way, shape or form. Like, I can figure it out kind of, but I'm not the person to go out and start a YouTube channel podcast and all these random accounts on the fly which is exactly what I did again. Don't know how, but we're figuring it out in a way, which is nice, but it's like, Oh, I feel like we've got those hurdles of just like, it's just the the hicks that are trying to figure this out. This whole internet thing out. I don't know. Well, we're in a pretty good group of people that's willing to help out too. Like, right. Brian, he's, I know he's been a huge help to you with a lot of stuff. Brian, Um, Tim, like it's very hard for me to get into watching videos on how to make better content. Like I can't do it. It's it's tough. I've been pushing myself to do it more, mixing it in with all because now I have a lot more time to watch podcasts right. um, and, and listen to them. So I am trying to do you know one or two a day, mix it in with my normal podcasts. Um, but it is it's harder for me to re- retain that than it is for listening to regenerative agriculture, one of Tim's um, talks on a product he's reviewing or Brian talking about uh, what he's doing with his comfrey businesses. And, right. you know, those I'm more interested in. I, I don't have to watch a video to retain the information. I can listen to it as I'm working. Um, so it's just something that I keep pushing myself to do because I do want to make better content. Like I had a, a comment. I can't remember the um, person's name offhand on my pig breakdown video on the carcass yields. Yeah. Um, they kind of, and I appreciate the, like they were polite about it, but, and I, I, after she pointed out or he, I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I, I can't remember the name, but mm-hmm. I fidget a lot in my, my chair that spins when yeah. I'm making those videos. Cause I'm bored. I, I have to play with something. Um, and, and they suggested, yeah. Uh, using a stationary chair because some people that have motion sickness, it's hard for them to follow. So, I mean, that was a great piece of advice. You know, I tell that to my, my customers here at the butcher shop, if I'm doing something that you want change or you want to see me try to change, you got to tell me. So I know. Right. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if you don't tell Yeah, me. exactly. I don't know I'm doing something wrong unless somebody brings it up. I mean, you don't have to be a, you know, dickhead about it. Like they, they were super polite and they're like, just a suggestion, you know, that, you know, I noticed it in a couple of your videos and I was very, you know, I took that in consideration and I'm trying to do better when I'm videoing, sitting down and, you know, a little bit more stationary. So 
I I had a commenter today. I actually really appreciated it. He commented that he almost was bullshit and almost turned off the video because it the my newest video I put out was just kind of did a, like a walk around of my tractor and talked yeah. about like yeah, I was watching some of it today. Yeah, but like I was talking about if smaller homesteads or farms were looking to buy a piece of equipment, what to buy, like what to look for and think about and stuff like that. And in the video, I started it. Now, in the video, it looks like I just cold started this tractor when five seconds ago, you could see my breath. Mm -hmm. And I started it. I'm like, this is great, blah, blah, shut it off. And I walk back and I just go, we're gonna go behind the scene on this one. I spent 15 minutes trying to get this goddamn thing started because it's been <laughs> super cold and I forgot to plug in the yeah. block heater. And the guy commented, he's like in parentheses, like yelling at the TV. There's no way that he was just able to cold start that. And parentheses, <laughs> never mind. Great video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just little things like that people pick out. It's just being more conscious of just be real. Like, yeah, exactly. There's a level of there's a level of presenter in these videos that you mm -hmm. have like you have to do. Like you can only just kind of mumble to the phone, like mumble to the camera for so long. And like it'll work for a bit, but if your content if your content's fantastic and you're still just kind of blah, 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 it is what it is. But yep. to grow and get content, you need to be able to still kind of draw these people in of just like you want to watch this like i'm gonna i'm gonna sales pitch you for a minute and then i'm just gonna be normal me talking about it but there's still a part of it where you do have to be like oh yeah i'm filming this for people to watch like it has to be watchable yeah there's a lot of little things that you i irritate myself on different things that i say and after i watch back i'm like I guess, you know, so I'm trying to be more cautious of that. And then I did see a clip today um, about the guy interviews people in really nice cars to see how they got them, like where they made their money. And I've seen a couple of these videos and it, they actually give really good advice. So I always try to stop and watch them, mm -hmm. you know, being a new business owner myself, I always, I'm trying to learn and see how people are, their mindset and how they became successful and uh, the guy, me saying uh is one of those things. It was just oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. But the guy was saying that, I'm trying to think of how he put it. Be confident and know what you're talking about when you start up in that business. And he's like, you're not going to be, especially if it's a business you've never done before. You're not. You know, it's hard it. to be confident <laughs> in it. But. Be confident and learn as much as you can and be knowledgeable because that's what people are seeking out. They want to know that whatever they're purchasing from you or service you're doing, you are knowledgeable in that. And I've noticed that with talking to a few of the farmers that have stopped here at the shop. Right. You know, they're, 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 asked, they're just hitting me with questions, making sure, and rightfully so. I mean, if if I spent all that time on raising a steer for, and these, a couple of them are, have been grass-fed farmers, so their steers are... 24 to 30 months, you know, they're trying to keep it in there and finish it on, on grass. So they spent all this time on raising this animal and taking care of the mother and everything else. 
and that's good. That's what I want to see in my customers because I know that they know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And when I present them with a good quality product, they're going to go spread the word, be like, Hey, he is, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. He's doing a fantastic job. Um, try him out, you know, talking to their farmer friends and stuff. So it, it does make sense. And so I, I always stop and watch those little, you know, clip videos on, uh, the entrepreneurs, because you can gain a lot from those. This guy's like 70 years old. He owns three Lamborghinis and yeah. retired now and sold his businesses and stuff, but he's made, you know, loads of money. So yeah, might as well figure it out. One of the, one of the biggest things for me, cause it's like, if you're not growing when you're doing content, you're not, you're not going to grow. Like if mm-hmm. you're not evolving what you're doing, like there's an, there's a point to it. It's like, you don't want to evolve too much that you're not, doing your content anymore yeah but you still need to somewhat grow in your practices and what you're how you're doing it um and one of the biggest resources i watch which is i love the show but it's real dumb and it's fantastic is the unsubscribe podcast it's like an offshoot of like the black rifle coffee guy like one of the guys from black rifle mm-hmm. coffee's on it donut operator fat electrician brendan herrera it's like all the gun tubers and stuff like that. Like they made a podcast that's just dark and super funny, but they're all content creators. So like usually around like the middle or the blast half of it, they'll usually get into an in-depth conversation on something to do with content, whether it's video editing, whether it's how to promote your stuff, how to, structure your videos like just random stuff but it's helped me out a ton with my videos and it's like the mm-hmm. people that are watch like are watching or listening to this that do watch my content i hope it shows where it's like there's been my old videos and then there's mm-hmm. been the videos I've, I've been putting out the past like yeah. two months yeah evolution of how far you've come right so I don't know, man. That's what I'm trying to do with my newer content. Like life's crazy right now. Starting a new business, trying to put up content, you know, personal stuff that's happened. So, uh, yeah, I'm still doing my best. I've got, um, I've got that, a video talking about, uh, quality of the Mangalitsa on that larger cell, Mm -hmm. a two-year-old cell. So that's a good representation. Like I was very impressed by her of the Mangalitsa genetics. Mm-hmm. And why they are saying raise him out for 18 months. Um, and then I, I'm in the middle of filming a video on the side-by-side comparison of a 13-month-old Bengalitsa cross versus a 11-month-old Old Spot cross. Now, it's not a super fair comparison because that the Old Spot cross was the runt of the litter. Right. Um, I just happened to – I didn't think ahead on creating the content. It was just an idea I had that would be like, well, if I process these two at the same day, it would be a good side-by-side comparison. They're comparable, and I think they're they're within like 15 pounds of each other, hang weight, something like that, uh, 18 pounds maybe. Yeah. Um, but getting the side-by-side comparison I thought would be very helpful for people that are looking at maybe adding Mangalitsa genetics, and they're not sure. – they don't have firsthand experience like I didn't when I first got them. Right. To give them an educated – you know, this is what it's going to look like. This is going to be the yields on it. This is how long, you know, and what I fed it. Um, I'm going to go into detail on all that and try to get a real good breakdown. Like I got side-by-side comparison of uh, measurements on the fat caps. 
like I said, the fat that I took off of it, mm -hmm. the leaf lard size, I showed side by side leaf lard on both pigs, uh, chop size, the weights on all of it. Once I get it all, it's probably going to take me a week to get it really put together. Uh, Cause right. I do want to do a, a good job on that one. Um, I've got a few other videos. I got a milk stanchion video. I got to finish up. I'm still working on that. A lot of little things I got to finish up and get put, put together. So well, that's the hard, that's the hard part about it. Cause it's like, I don't just like I there is I do have a list in my head of videos I want to do, mm -hmm. but don't always have either the time to do it, the animals to do it, or yeah. it's the middle of winter, like mm -hmm. one of those situations. And it's like to get the right content for what you're trying to push out is tough. Like yeah. Again, we keep saying it's hard and it's tough. We're not drilling for oil in like the North Seas here. We understand that it's not that hard. One of the things I did notice with the larger YouTube channels, like I, I see a trend in the slower season. If you go back and look at most, they're not, not saying all of them. They're, they have a lot of pre-recorded stuff. Not just pre-recorded stuff, but they got a lot of doom and gloom type stuff. Like, oh no, we got hit with... Eight inches of snow today. Yeah, so did the rest of us. Big so deal, but people the, love yeah. that. You know, I noticed yeah, people the, love it's that. The, it's the scare porn. Like, it's yeah. like, I need to watch it because something bad could happen. Like, But they're doing it, you know, this time of year when it's slow, but they're getting their viewer ratings and watch time hours uh, up with that stuff. So it's like, do you really want to get pulled into that? I, like, I try to be realistic with my channel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show... The good with the bad. I knock on wood, I haven't had a ton of horrible events happen. Right. Um, like I said, knock on wood, raising livestock, anything can happen. Yeah, the cows got out today. It's been a rough couple of days with stuff that we have going on personally. I didn't I didn't want to pull my phone out and but you video me. Yeah, the cows got you don't need to the cows got out. Okay. You don't need to set up a tripod and go. Oh my God, the cows are out. Like, yeah, man, it's Tuesday. It happens. We yeah. got eight inches of snow. Okay. I stay, I stay the night away from the farm. Like yeah, today I said in the comments, happens. they know when I'm gone. They know. Oh, of course. And they're gonna cut, they're gonna recap it. So, so it's like, I figured I, that was I gonna happen. Because it's like we've talked about it on here before, where it's just like we'll we'll watch other people's stuff, and it's like you have you have 50,000 more viewer, more subscribers than I do. Yeah. And this is what you just put out. Okay. I get it. But it's it, that I was talking to someone about it too. And they're like, Oh, I, I have a buddy that like, yeah, he just all of a sudden shot up and this, that, and the other thing, like, and he's doing everything. It's like, yeah, well, what's he doing? Oh, he's doing like 3d printing and like computer stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, you nailed it. That's exactly like he, the barrier to entry to figure all this stuff out is way easier for him. One, two, he's in a house, not covered in blood being chased by animals. So that yeah. adds, that adds a level of difficulty for what we're trying to do. Three community guidelines and stuff like that. He can click that. This video is like able for kids to watch. Like yeah. for those like behind the scenes who don't know when you upload a video, you have to put in all the information about like basically the description title, 
little blurbs about it, everything. And then it asks you, like, is this video appropriate for children? Well, I'm on the screen. So, no, it's not appropriate for children <laughs> to watch. I, again, the fact that your children watch me and are like, we want to watch him again. Like, that's yeah. terrifying. But um, <laughs> when you do that, it lowers your pool of where the video is being put out to. Yeah. Like, because now it really goes out to your subscribers and some, and like, it won't get on just a regular rotation of like yeah. random screens because it's like the chance of a kid watching, like it only goes to people who are signed into YouTube. So that is a bummer like that, that kind of stinks. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but as you know, as a, content creator you know Doesn't it's, it's, it's easy to click on it. your mouth to say i almost hate saying it i'm like yeah, yeah. I, like i guess i'm a content creator like I can, it I makes me always think of something horrible like only fans or something right you know when you see that content creator Wait, you feel like, dirty you're just like yeah, yeah but, I'm a clown. like <laughs> is it easy enough to click on that and say yeah children can watch it yeah and i mean and then I don't you're gonna mind get, my kids watching content out. like that because they grew up with it. Right. I don't yeah, want my that. Kids, my kids are fine. Like, yeah. But then you're like, you know, you get someone else's kids that aren't hardened to the fact that that's actually where your food comes from. And right. this is what actually happens on a, a farm on a day to day basis. It's just being responsible on, you know. And again, it's that in these are heavily edited videos yeah. to make sure nothing bad is in it. And um, like, because I've had videos pulled down. Like, that's the mm -hmm. risk you run in this type of content. Even some farming yeah. content I've had pulled down. Where it's just like normal stuff for us. Like a Tuesday or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like for other people is like, I don't want to see that ever again. That scarred my memory and I need my emotional support hamster in order to get through this tough time I'm going through. Like, yeah. and those are the people that can ruin your entire YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talked, me and Tyler had talked some about this after the show last week. And, you know, we were talking about, <laughs> I had to pull that up. Danae Blakesley, you both look like you're going to be physically sick calling each other content creators. That's what it feels like. It feels like that Jim Carrey meme where he's just like, yeah. dumb and dumber. <laughs> content. I love it. I do love it. It's super fun, but there's just something yeah. about it that just feels dirty. Of like, I, yeah, I make content. I don't know. Yeah, like when we were talking last week, you know, I had brought up why I feel like my channel's not growing as fast as I feel it should. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about it here because I'm not going to get into that with everyone, but um, it's, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm doing it as, because I I'm in starting to enjoy it and I really want to keep putting out educational stuff for people and it'll grow at its own pace. I'm not going to, you know, at first, when I first started, I'm like, well, if this doesn't do good in this many months, I'm going to be done with it. But I enjoy the community that I've, you know, come into with all of you guys and all the people that I do talk to on a regular basis. So I want to keep doing it. I want to put out as much, you know, educational content as I can in normal farm stuff. And I want to start doing a little bit more here with the butcher shop. Like I'm getting 
um, into more of the uh, processing. So that's nice now that I've got a footing in the shop. So, right. And it's, um, I was talking to someone about it because they were talking about somebody else. They know that just like their video shot up out of nowhere. And it's, you'll, you'll see a bunch of these YouTube channels just pop up and explode. And all of a sudden they've got thousands and thousands of viewers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, those people also just have a bunch of money to toss at it. Like, they have yeah, so Tyler, much money. Tyler, where's all your money? Show us where your money is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they he's doing really so well. Much, they have so much money that they can walk into content and start making money mm -hmm. and not have it be a problem. Whereas I'm sitting here, I get a, I get a brand new smart tripod that's going to make my life a thousand times easier. And then my microphone breaks and I can't afford a new one right now. So all of my videos, I have to say somewhat close to the camera. Mm -hmm where I could have just had a regular tripod and it's you're, like, you and me both. I, I, I bought the tripod. I was playing with that and I was looking at microphones. Well, the one sow got loose a couple times last week and smashed my tripod that I was utilizing in the barn as I was doing the, um, milk stanchion video. Yeah. I left it out there cause I was coming back, you know, in the evenings while, as I was working on it. And now the legs are snapped off of it, and it's not it's not salvageable. Yeah. Duct tape, they ain't even fixing that. I found one. Me and my wife had a date. Uh, <laughs> this will show the level of where we're at with two kids under five at a farm and all that. We went on a date night. We went out to this really nice, like, seafood restaurant. They had fresh sushi. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And then we're like, well, now what are we going to do? Well... <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to tell the part of part of the story I want to because my wife would be bullshit. But um, <laughs> we, we ended up going to a couple different stores and it's like, oh, I guess we'll go to Goodwill. Like I need some new jeans or whatever. We walked around Goodwill for a while and I found a tripod, but it wasn't like a cheapo tripod. It was mm -hmm. like a really nice heavy duty tripod for four dollars because the like the little clip that holds the phone on top was missing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, absolutely. And yeah. then I get, so I will show this. I am doing a video on it. This is my new smart tripod and it's somewhat terrifying. So let me actually put my phone in it. But I was like, oh yeah, I know I needed to buy a more sturdy tripod yeah. for this. Cause it's, this thing isn't light. Cause it has like the different axi like axles and stuff in it. That thing's pretty sweet. My brother-in-law bought me like a, a lower end one of those self-track ones and i could not get that thing to like stop spinning every time i move just a touch yeah well like... again this is going to take some work to figure out and it's like it yeah. has to be perfectly balanced which is not my forte anyway but it's like as soon as yeah so it's somewhat like that as soon as you turn it on it just lines up perfectly to me which yep. is insane so it, pretty cool. it has like face tracking to it. I'll try it. I'll turn it on. So but like, even as I move it around, like it oh, stays so it makes so more steady. Yeah. Video. So if you're doing a bunch of like walking around in your videos, like around a farm where you're mm -hmm. going in and out of potholes and stuff like that, let me see if I can. So I'm going to put the screen full screen on my side. So it has face tracking. So but the other cool thing about this is you can um, 
just move like start and stop it with hand gestures. So it has pre-built in hand gestures to start and stop the video. And it, like, if you're doing something and you don't want to go over and let's try and move that and see if it'll adjust to your face. Yeah. So now it's only on your face huh. and it's following all around. So it's, it's nifty. It's fun. That's for sure. But again, I'm trying to figure it all out and like, cause it's got all these weird dials and shit that I got to yeah. figure out to focus and it can zoom in on its own, which is nice. I don't know. It's probably way over my league, but I was like, let's try it. Like, let's figure it out. I played around within that tractor video. I plan on doing like a review video on it at some point. Um, but I did put the link to it into the description of this video. If anyone wanted to buy it, it was, wasn't cheap. It was like 60, 70 bucks. But my, my dad's probably in the chat right now. Harding, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for your donation. Oh, I got, uh, I called the place that I ordered my smokehouse and new grinder from this because I haven't heard anything on it. Yeah. Smokehouse is supposed to ship out next week and the grinder is supposed to ship out the week. Nice. So I, in a couple of weeks, I should have a smokehouse, but I've been trying to do research on it. There is no videos on how to hook up and run that model. So perfect. There I'm you gonna go. Try to figure it out. I'm going to call the manufacturer and get their, um, guidelines mm -hmm. on installation and venting because you can use it indoor or outdoor right i'm gonna put mine indoors because it's just nature of the beast i'm not going outside when it's negative in the mud i've got right. people's product yeah I've it makes more sense. Out, so uh click on that i ended up getting it's a pro smoker 300 SS and I bought the cook and hold with that. Um, there's a couple other options I'm going to look into for the humidity after I get mm -hmm. the feel for the smokehouse. I do want the humidity functions too for a couple of the other products. It's kind of nice to have right. um, when you're doing stuff like hot dogs and stuff, but yeah, there's like no video. There's a lot, there's a few videos on the hundred SS, which I'm assuming it's similar. It's just right. a smaller version. This version is actually pretty big. I was looking at the dimensions today, and uh, it's good size. It's they they say it's supposed to hold up to three hundred pounds of hands. I skeptical on it, but we'll see. Right. Uh, get it get it installed. We're gonna order some shoulders and uh, bacon's. We're just gonna order some box stuff in to play with it a little bit cheaper. I'm not worried about yeah. ruining some good product and get our. Uh, smoke cycles and our uh, recipes dialed in before we start booking dates for people. But we have a, a good handful of people that are waiting for the smokehouse to be in and running. Right. So I'm excited about that. That's a big thing that's coming up. Yeah. My, my new firebox will hopefully be done this week. So I need to pull those hams out or those uh, bellies out and get them thawed out and get them in the brine. I do need to reach out to you at some point and get your dry brine recipe because I've never done a dry brine. So, yeah, I got to dig it out so I can. I'm going to have my my brother's actually going to help me tomorrow. Um, had a last minute farm dispatch call, kind of an emergency call. 
So I'm going to try getting it done because we've got some major things. I got to step away from the shop and the farm next week or so. Uh, so I, I don't want to lose the business because the guy could be potentially become a, a really good client and a good resource. So we're going to get it done for him. I figure I'm going to talk to him tomorrow about getting some recipes right. whipped up, kind of figure out what, you know, talk to him. He understands the smoke cycles a little bit better than I do. He, he's done a lot more yeah. of it. And, and being, you know, going to school yeah. as a chef, it just, <laughs> it's it's a huge help. Um, I'm glad that he's willing to help me. You know, I don't want to get him in trouble or anything for what he's doing, but right. um, he, he's willing to help me out. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's one thing I'm looking into yeah. getting done. I'm, I'm glad that's coming in finally. It's been kind of stressful waiting on that. Everybody calls, when you get in your smokehouse, when you get in your smokehouse. Cause like we had talked before up where you're at, there's only a couple places that do it. Right. And yeah. Everybody they're start, they're starting to pick up, but yeah, it's not, a, not everybody a around here does it. So it's, you've got a lot of competition to deal with on that front like i don't see it as competition but it's a lot of customers lost uh if we don't have the smokehouse so right yeah i know i i find i have a slaughter on monday i'm so excited <laughs> but i'm traveling for it yeah but it was I, like i can i can feel the enthusiasm when you texted me that today oh yeah i was like <laughs> oh my God, my God. but then i but it's mobile so i gotta drive up to gotta drive about 40 minutes to go grab it and but i was like yeah. i don't care Here's the charge. He goes, perfect. I go, awesome. Perfect. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we, thank you so much. And he's got three more that he wants to bring too. in at some point. So I'm like, you're you're starting me awesome. off. You're starting to get me back into what we got going on. And I don't know. I've, I've felt rejuvenated lately. I know because I know I've talked to you a bunch, but like I'm sure the people watching the podcast will see me a bit week to week, just be a little more Eeyore <laughs> going into stuff. Yeah. But um. No, things are starting to pick up and we're starting to move stuff around. And I got back into TikTok. So if we were talking about YouTube, I do have to touch on TikTok because yeah, again, it's my high it it's my fastest growing. I although I will say my YouTube has been picking up lately, which I do appreciate, but I came back into TikTok hard. Like I came in swinging and it's been working and I like it. I took about like a week and a half off. I was just like, I can't. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't, I can't even open the app. I'm not even going to look at TikToks. I'm just like, I just need to leave it alone because it is a much more, again, I'm not, I'm not diamond mining in the Congo. It's not yeah. that hard, but it's, you have to put so much more time and energy into TikTok than you do YouTube. YouTube, you can get away with putting the video out a week. It takes a while to edit that video, this, that, and the other. And doing shorts and stuff like that. It takes a while. If you're keeping up with TikToks, it's it turns into another job. It really does. Because in order to get any growth on TikTok, you're doing three to four videos a day. Yeah. Minimum three to four videos a day. And that's on top of YouTube and trying to do and that's shorts. That's on top of and... life and everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's I have such a mix of my content on TikTok. Where it's, I do have some where I'm talking to the camera and like explaining something. I do have some where it's clips from the podcast or clips from my YouTube channels. Um, but a lot of it is like just really, really, really dark humor. But it's all templates and movie clips and things that are heavily edited. 
where it's I'm spending 15, 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes editing a 40 second video where it's like, yeah, this is annoying, but we've been knocking it out. And then of course, like my highest video to date, like that has shot past every single one of my videos. I think up until this video that went out, my highest video was like 79,000 views mm-hmm. and it's taken since deer season. Cause it was deer sausage just taken since deer season to get to 79,000. I put up a video of red going after Fiona and yeah. I just put Josh Turner's long back, long black train behind it. <laughs> 124,000 views and 2,000 likes. And I'm like, why am I even doing any of this? If all I have to do is this, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I still haven't even opened up TikTok yet. I'm still holding out. Part of me just wants you to just stay that way. Don't do it. But the other part is like you also have a sixth sense of humor like me. Yeah. And you could you could tap into it. That's the thing about TikTok. There are other sick individuals like us out there <laughs> that do enjoy this, but just have TikTok. They don't yeah. post stuff. Yep. And it's I've talked to a couple people about it, and I'm like, you're not going after the billions of people or millions of people on TikTok. You're going after, like, or I, I let me rephrase that. You're not going after like the hundreds of millions of people that are on TikTok. You're going after the million people that live on farms and live around mm-hmm. butcher shops and are around livestock that are going to completely understand this complete random movie clip that all I have to do is add four words to that make it completely like make sense to a farming or butchering standpoint. And it's the funniest goddamn thing in the world. Like that's the other thing. Don't put out stuff you don't think is good or funny. If you, again, let me rephrase that too. Half of the videos I put out, I'm like, these fucking suck, (laughs) but they do great. Like, but I can see the funny in it. If you don't think like, especially for TikTok, if you don't think a video is funny, don't post it. Like, it's not like you need to get behind what you're doing. Yeah. It, it's just go after what you think is funny. Like, cause that's half of TikTok is scrolling through TikTok, looking for content. You're looking for clips to clip. You're looking for templates to use and stuff like that. So if you think it's funny, use it and then figure it out from there. And I don't know. I really don't know how to, Brian was like, you should do a video on how easy it is to do TikTok for like from a hillbilly perspective. And I'm like, it's not. I'm like, I'm just going to do this on a video and go, this is a pain in the ass. Community guidelines are going to be after you constantly. All of your videos are going to be, not all of them, a lot of your videos are going to be flagged for animal abuse and violence. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm starting I'm starting to paddle up river with like a broken paddle. Like that's what it feels like as like a blue collar dude who kills animals for a living going into TikTok. Cause they don't want they don't want any of it on there. It's being smart enough to sneak past it. 
Like I made I made a dead pig joke and a school shooter joke all in the same all in the same TikTok today, <laughs> using a clip from Grown Ups. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, and on another side note, for the content side, finally figured out the Opus clip stuff. Yes. After like a whole month of going back and forth with these guys, uh, just something with the the site that I was running it off of. So I ended up switching over. So if anybody out there that's listening is having problems with Opus, just switch, you know, what internet browser you're using and try it there. Um, that's all it was for me. I mean, maybe they fixed something, but that was the final message I got from oh, them. Shit. I tried it and now it's working so I can start doing shorts with the AI again because it does put out a great product while it's, when it's working. It really does. I want to um, like, there's a part of me that, again, wants to be like, God damn AI and technology and this, that, the other thing. I don't yeah. need it. And the other part of me was like, I love this thing. Skynet yeah. happened. I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I got... I was trying to catch up on some of the stuff that's getting ready to expire because it's been so long since we've been able to use it. Right. So I got a, I got some from three podcasts ago that I got to get put up. Right. Keep start pro- promoting the podcast again. Promote um, the podcast, Joe. <laughs> yes. Always. Always. Promote First thing, podcast. nothing else. Promote the podcast. Yeah. Um, What's your yeah. name, sir? Don't worry about that. Go check out Meet the Critics. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but and then I'm looking, also looking into trying to get on a couple other farming type podcasts so we can promote this and nice. you know our channel and stuff too. So hopefully, I haven't put in the application yet. Just recent right. stuff that's going on. I'll get to it when I get to it. But yeah, I've been I've been itching to get on more shows. Um, I I am going to be on. Uh, workshop radio the 25th february 25th we're doing a nice. content roundtable so i don't know who else is going to be on i know it's going to be me and brian and then i'm sure somebody else so that'll be a fun one but um i do miss being guests on other people's podcasts it is fun yeah so yeah now that i'm starting to get into it I'm, i yeah. am enjoying it it's nice and i've been listening to more of those too so, you know, I'm paying attention to the questions they're asking because we have William Robinson lined up for the 2nd of March. Okay. Um, he's the one that I processed rabbits for. He's got a small, very diversified farm. He's doing some yep. pretty cool stuff over there. Um, I'm going to reach out to James, which runs the custom exempt butcher shop that's trying to switch over to USDA. Yep. Try to line him up for next month. And then the um, one that's raising Murray Grays, I've got he. I think he'll come on anytime. I just we just got to give him a date. Perfect. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a handful of people. I've got um, she is part of New Hampshire Young Farmers. I need to reach back out to her. She was a re- she was going to be the guest on the day that I figured out the podcast was no longer <laughs> was no longer a thing for a minute. Um, yep. so I need to reach out to her. She's She'll come back on. That'll be a good good conversation. And then, yeah, there's a handful of other people around here that Perfect. sounds like we get on. We've got we've got a decent amount of stuff coming up, right? And then the nice yeah. thing is, 
now there's two of us on here all yeah. the time. So we can have these like random, random episodes where it's, we are just kind of getting out what's going on mm -hmm. here. So we'll see. And that being said, anybody that has suggestions of stuff they want, you know, like a question and answer episode and people can submit oh, for answers sure. for, yeah. you know, the farm stuff that we're doing or butchering stuff or whatever it may be, just get a hold of me or Kyle. Telegram is probably the easiest because we're both on that, mm -hmm. uh, on the Critter Crew and we're in Brian and Tim's and yeah. we're, we're and in Baltimore. Both of our websites are in the, or both of our, basically everything you need to contact us yeah. is in the description of this video. And that's going to be yeah. on again, the YouTube and on the audio side, like the descriptions are the same. So reach yeah. out to us in any way. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want to yeah, that too. want something to talk, want us to focus on something. Cause again, we don't know if we don't know if you don't tell us. So if not, you're just going to have to sit here and listen to us ramble about <laughs> Our, yeah, our listen to this bitch about mangas and then go, <laughs> I love my Mangalitsas so much. They're great. Uh, <laughs> I will say that the fastest way to get a hold of me is through our email because it automatically pops up and gives me a notification. Telegram doesn't give me set notifications. I just get that. And sometimes I get so busy and there, I've got so many different chats popping up on there. I don't always get to it right away. Like right. it'll be sometime that day probably, but. And then sometimes stuff gets lost in the chats if you don't get in there soon enough, if, if you're not specifically tagged in that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another thing, too. If you want to directly get a hold of me, the best way is to email. Um, I try to keep up with the Telegram, but some days I'm just so busy in the shop, it's hard to keep up with everybody's comments. Well, Telegram and is and <laughs> Telegram is real tough to keep up with. I have half yeah. of them muted. I've got a handful that I have that I get the notifications to and everything. Yeah. But some of them I just have to have muted. Not because I don't enjoy the chats, but like you just get so many back to 300 messages. And it's like, yeah. I'm not going to jump into this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you're trying to catch up with everybody. That's the thing is going back. You know, if somebody had a question three hours ago and it's, it's been pretty active in those three hours. A lot of times I have a hard time getting back up to the top right. of where I left off and reading all the way through because I'm constantly doing stuff here in the shop and I don't always have, you know, 10 minutes to go through messages. So um, probably, I mean, if you really want certain questions answered or to come on the show, uh, get one of our direct lines, emails, yeah. messages on the our facebook or yeah facebook pages or youtube or something we're, that we're gonna we're get a direct there. notification for <laughs> yeah we're out there you can find us well speaking of that joe we just kind of did plugs but <laughs> yeah. where else can everyone find you <laughs> basically uh youtube blakesley acres i'm here with kyle every week now on meet the critters and Probably. facebook um i've been trying to get more active in the Facebook page yeah. and sharing some more stuff. Now that I'm doing a lot more shorts, it's kind of nice being able to kind of filter those over to Facebook and hmm. keep up with, you know, get some content out there for people to, and I've been getting a lot of uh, getting in on the um, share your page things on that, on, on my Blakesley acres Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's been growing quite a bit too. 
getting a lot of followers over there on Facebook just through that. Awesome. Sweet deal. And as always, you can find me everywhere at BackwoodsButcher603. So that is YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Instagram, it gets updated when it gets updated. I don't know. I still don't. I still don't really put too much weight into it. I, I don't know. Um, you can also, we already mentioned it a little bit. Um, there is a Telegram group for the podcast. Um, and that is the Curter Crew. The link to that is also down in the description of the video and audio. And yes, I also have a Facebook page and that's the Body Shop 603. Or is that one 603? I think that one's just the Body Shop custom butcher euro taxidermy because i can't figure out how to change that name so we appreciate everybody being here um we had a good crowd tonight we had about i think we had 12 or so i think we popped up to 13 at one point did we yeah it was brief um but i just glanced up and for some reason i'm thinking that we did hit 13 at one point yeah so we had a good turnout and like always we appreciate you we love you and we will see you next time see you later (laughs) 